Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Mass UK the first week, Chris. Now, <laughs> what would you like? What would you like to start with these couples? You know I don't like these first weeks, but you know it's interesting <laughs> to meet the couples and what have you. And let's, uh, yeah, so I'll give you free reign. Which one would you like to start with? Well, Dave, we did get four couples as such get together this week. So we had four episodes. So we had a bit of a long one for the first episode. We had the usual stag and hen do's. We met the contestants. Obviously, everyone gets together, has a drink, you know, all having a chat and everything. And then the first couple who get together, really, are Whitney and Duca, Dave. Um, Now... Whitney's got a hell of a backstory. We get the whole uh, thing, you know, she, she'd lost her mother in a car crash, which is terrible. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that she was talking, about, talking to her auntie. She came in with this really, really posh accent, which kept dropping as the, the episodes were going on. Now, her backstory is terrible, Dave, this, without a doubt. However, having such a tragic backstory does not make you or allow you to be such a fucking bell and Dave, because she was wicked. I don't know whether it was for the camera. She was told to act like that. She was just horrid. The whole week, well, the whole two episodes we saw of her, she was, for me, she stood out initially as one of the absolute nightmare. I was thinking, oh, here we go. We've got our Olivia already, Dave. Like, really arrogant. Up her own arse. She was slagging him off straight away, you know, really like... Uh, didn't like the look of him, didn't anything he said she was sneering at. She was really off with him, but let him kiss her. The bed thing, she's throwing the, the, the hearts off the bed. An unbelievable contestant, Dave, but what an absolute entitled little brat, Dave. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned uh, Olivia there. For me, she is more like 2.0. She has uh, watched the last season and gone... Oh, that's how to behave. That's how to win people over. I, I, I just don't get it. How can you watch last season and think, yeah, that's the way to behave? But she's doing almost exactly the same things that Morag did. Yeah. You could tell from the Hindu that she's going to ruffle a few feathers with everyone, including her husband. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, because she was going on, she's just all judgy. I can't remember the other girl's name who we'll get to later, but, you know, they were going on about would you sleep with the husband on the first night, and uh, the girl says, yeah, yeah, I would, you know, and she's all judgy about it. It's like, well, you fucking do you. You know, that was the first thing that, that got my back up a little bit. But then you've got Duca, and, you know, he, he's got a fucking worse backstory, surely. Yeah. Fleeing fucking war-torn country. But, you know, she... Whitney is doing that Morag thing where she's just not into him at all. And you can see that, you know, he's not tall enough for her. He's, you know, she's just, she's just not digging him at all. But then she's chipping away at him. She's gaslighting him. She's making him feel worse about himself. And like, you know, just making him feel like, well, you know, you could have a chance. But, you know, stop being such a douchebag. Keep fucking it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's I would say fifty percent 
or five parts, uh, you know, horrible to watch and five parts fantastic to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly that, Dave. You're so right. I think as we've got into, this is obviously our third series of maths that we've, you know, we're covering and we've both sort of dipped our toe in over the last couple of years, but not properly. We've watched bits and stuff like that. And I think that's the thing you've got to appreciate. Whitney's been put there for a reason, Dave, because if she just gets with Duke, he's like, what a guy, blah, blah, blah. She's there for the fame. She's there for the exposure. I mean, all right, this show isn't as big as Love Island, but it's it's a big enough platform for her to make a career. I mean, look at the girls off Love Island. We talked about it on, on like the catch-up episode and the preview for this, the money they're making. I mean, we were saying about India, it's actually Boots that she signed a contract with, Dave, Boots UK. So I saw that a couple of days. There's a massive financial reward at the end of this these shows now. And that's why they become a reality TV celebrity or whatever. There's just two or three good years out of this. And Whitney's the type of person who would get that straight away. But I love the fact that her accent was dropping. And every time it dropped, I was like, are you a plant? Are you a fucking plant by the producers just to be an ass? Because it just... When she was talking to like a family and she let her guard down, she was talking to Duke as well. She, she, there was bits there where she was nice person, Dave. And then it was like, oh, hang on, the camera's on me. Let's be a bitch. You know, it was really great character, though. I agree with you. Like really, really interesting character. And I, I mean, she even lost a wedding ring, didn't she, at one point, Dave? And I was like, of course you did. Of course you lost. Oh, your, yeah. You know what I mean? Down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. But. Also, it was a good couple to get us warmed up, though, wasn't it? Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And then to flip it completely in the same episode, in episode one, we had Jordan and Chinita, and they are just completely into each other, Dave, aren't they? Like, what a contrasting couple. Like, both really, like, attracted to each other. The, the families get on. They seem really grounded, really nice, lovely. I, I Through the whole of this first week, every time they went to them two, there didn't seem to be anything wrong. Now that we know can change very quickly in this show and people's heads can get turned. But I was really like pulling for them, Dave. I thought, no, we aren't. It, it was a refreshing change to see that. And it looked at the moment, and I could, this is going to be a Chris Phelps 180 special day, but it looks at the moment that they are looking one of the strongest couples. Yeah, you know what? I think you can spot the ones where the quote-unquote, I'm doing the quote fingers now, the experts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they compare things together. And you know what? They actually look like a decent match. Yeah. And, and they probably will work. Again, they, they reminded me in a, in a way of last season's couple. You know, the, the ones who are pregnant, they were pregnant on the reunion. Oh, God, that reunion was terrible, by the way. Don't watch anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, but I think, wasn't it interesting how they split them up into two different groups, you know, the, but that Natalia, is it? Yes. The one from Newcastle? Nikita. Nikita. We talk about the people in there just to milk the social media. And she wears it like a badge of honour. It's like, oh, yeah, I've done all these new reality shows. But, yeah, they, the, the couple who I think did look like they've, they've made it, have made it, you know, they're together, they're pregnant now, so it's all going well. And I think Jordan and Chinita actually look like that couple where the experts have actually banked on them 
working. Whereas the previous couple we discussed, Whitney and Duca, they're just like, we're really going to fuck with these. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be great TV. And you know what, Chris? I'd have to agree with them. I would as well. And I've got to say, though, we said it on the preview, the fucking experts, they are not experts. I say it all the time. It's just been a fucking... I mean, it's like your Casamorian predictions, Dave. Obviously, the radar, the reality radar is back for this series and always hits, always hits. But it is literally... Oh, yeah, these two, fantastic together. And I'm like going, are you fucking for real? At any point, is there anybody in this experiment that is compatible with Whitney at the moment? Unless she, she's she been severely hurt in the past, obviously, traumatic stuff, and there's just this horrible defence mechanism about her day, which, which it may change through the series. I don't think it will, because she's playing a character that we're going to see continuing. And I'm sure every episode we record this, we are going to be like... For fuck's sake. And again, you're right. Great TV. But but I do think, Dave, if we just move on to episode two, Thomas and Adrian, the two Scousers, fucking hell. I mean, I Thomas has got a wicked tongue, Dave. Some of the one-liners, he went, fuck me, I'm going to be married Claire Balding at one point. I was like, I don't mind plans. But Thomas has no filter. He... Basically, Adrian has got to do everything that Thomas wants to to um, push on in this relationship. And the, and for a couple of episodes there, I was not a fan of Thomas at all. And his mum, I don't think, helps him, Dave. She's sort of like saying she wants him to meet someone, but then on his, his shoulder. But again, great TV, these two together. You know, like the whole thing when the at the wedding and he hurt his Adrian's mate Katie's just giving him 50 questions like he was under arrest and Thomas was right Thomas is like fuck me I'm not a fucking interrogation but I felt that Katie can see Thomas isn't right for Adrian but she took it to the next level but that for me Dave that relationship is not going to work I just I thought he was brilliant TV again you know what, and, and you and I have our regional differences, don't we? Or, or our regional allegiances. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a scout couple on, so I should be right there in the corner. Chris, Thomas is a prize fucking tool. <laughs> Honestly, just fucking winding me up. Right, he's like your reality radar, right? Occasionally, okay. one thing will land. One thing will land, but most of them don't. And I think he looks like fucking Bert from Bert and Ernie. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I'm at the lawn, at the Botox and everything. And it's just, oh, he's so up his own arse. And, and it's just, I, I just don't like his whole attitude at all. But what I would say is the thing about Claire Baldwin, but the thing that didn't have me crying was, I didn't realise I was going to be marrying H from the steps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And you sort of look at Adrian's hair and you're like, yeah, he's got you there. He's got, he's got, he's got, he's got a point. That's, that was the thing with Thomas. When, when they had that bust up, I loved it when they had the bust up and they're like walking past each other and all this. And, and Adrian's like, you know, you, you just completely, everything's a show. And I agreed with him. He's like, you're a gaslighter. I said he was a gaslighter, uh, Thomas. I did think he was gaslighting Adrian just because he didn't want him. Again, fucking, you know, the, the experts... I think Adrian's perfect match for Thomas. He's nothing that Thomas has, has said of his type. You know, so that's why Thomas has got this sort of 
go in the fucking experts again, just making stuff up. Absolutely. But, but AJ was right saying it's so performative the way you speak. It's basically saying yeah. it's for the cameras. And I love that. He, he put him in his place. And the next day they got together and they did seem, and they were, some of Thomas's barriers were down, Dave. They were really down then. And it seemed really genuine. So, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's going to get fucking worse. I think we've got like a, a Nikita and the lad who she got with when it was just fire and brimstone all the time. I think Thomas is he's just so trigger happy that they won't be together. But for the, the purpose of the four episodes, I was happy that for this week <laughs> that they've got to a sort of happy medium where they, they, they sort of like each other. But they've fantastic honeymoons. They took them all on. What places were unbelievable. I must admit, I, I was with Thomas a little bit when Adrian took him on that, um, like, you know, like... The, oh, yeah, the, 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 the bridge. And that massive fucking bridge. Chris, yeah. <laughs> like, I would... I, I don't know if I've... I'm sure I've told you this before, but I have this, like, lemming-type syndrome <laughs> where, <laughs> basically, if I'm at a high height... You know, uh, planes don't bother me at all. But if I'm on, on like, you know, a hill, you know, that's that, and it's got a quite a steep drop, I feel compelled to go and jump off. Yeah. <laughs> and all through that that journey across the bridge, I'd just be, I would be compelled to just open the door and just jump off. It is the weirdest, stupidest feeling in the world. But honestly, I was getting anxious watching that. So. You know, fair play for, um, I think there might have been a little bit of revenge there from Adrian, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I do, but we'll see, because there was a sort of, you know, peace treaty there at the end. But Dave, I'd say yeah. one of the most interesting couples of this week for me, on the same episode Thomas and Adrian got married, was April and George. So April is Miss Britain 2020, Um I've read this run. I, I, me and Sam were like, what has she been on before? And we, she'd been on The Bachelor years ago in 2011, but I wouldn't remember that. I don't even know if I'd even seen the series, but she, she's been on something else recently. And obviously she's Miss Britain. And she became Miss Britain in lockdown, so she got a lot of publicity. So there's a massive article I found about her. And she's been through a lot of the girl, Dave. I mean, her dad was an Olympic cyclist, so he's he's been one of these ones where... He's pushed her and pushed her. She's only got a dad, unfortunately, because she said like her mum uh, left her when she was a kid and didn't want to look after her. So she's always been there and, and she's had a lot of problems and she's very open about this regarding like anorexia, stuff like that. Like she was in a bad way and she's an ambassador for one of the anorexic uh, charities. Brilliant. But the article was so... I'll have to send you, it's a random article. She's talking about going on like uh, basically one night stands, all this other stuff. And this was before this show. And I was like, this is just random, very pretty girl. And then George, obviously it looks like his wife had cheated on him. He's got four kids. When they were going down the, the aisles together and everything, I thought, wow, these two aesthetically look perfect. Reminded me of the bloody names, that couple on the Australian one, Dave, where she was, she just started kicking off the, she was of Greek or Cypriot descent. And he, he was the wrestler with the black hair. Pardon? Selling, selling, selling. yeah, selling, and, and the guy she was with reminded me of that because, like, Georgie's there, and he's like, Oh, gosh, he said, I kept thinking I've got to go and, uh, you know, do a few sit ups and everything. Now, he looks good anyway, but as that as that progressed, and then we get this, like, we kept getting this VT of she's cheated on me, 
And all this, and I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Because he, he storms off and I'm like, and I'm thinking, oh, she couldn't have done this to him. You know, like, surely she's not done this to him. And I'm thinking she has, she has. And then it's like, I was in a hot tub with a woman. I thought you liked it. We were playing dares. And, he, and then she even said to him, I don't think many men would be complaining. Now, <laughs> the, you know, the... um <laughs> The 16-year-old, 70-year-old Chris came out thinking, well, if, if, if this had been my search history, two women snogging in a finger saying, come on in, I'd be thinking, but obviously he's got battle scars, he's been cheated on. What, what was in that drink, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I mean, where do you stand on that? Because Georgie's right, what he's saying, she, she's... Like copped off with someone and, and and he felt cheated on and he was really upset. He's got some proper PTSD there that it doesn't matter. We're, I'm joking about it. There's obviously some serious stuff. But when it actually came to it, I was ready to get the pitchforks out on like April and really like go, oh my God, you, you know, absolute disgraceful person. And then when it come out, I was like, I think she's in, I think he's just overreacted if I'm being honest, Dave. Yeah, I mean, look, the words that he chose to use were that she'd been intimate yes. with someone else. Now, that doesn't sound like a snog, does it? No, no. <laughs> that sounds like you were on the honeymoon, and she probably had you know, a couple of sherries down at the, uh, down at the hotel bar and then ended up banging someone else. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, crikey. I, I normally think it's you know, really a snooze fest in the first week, but that's like, that's like we're straight off to it. And then when it all unfolds, I mean, it sounds like this kind of thing that, that basically, Chris, happens on Love Island almost every week, you know, yeah. where they're, they're sort of doing different challenges. Then you're sort of thinking, well, it does sound much ado about nothing, to be honest. I, I think he has kind of overreacted a little bit, but then I was trying to take a step back. And so, you know, he's got four kids, you know, and he's divorced. So he kind of, he resonates with me a little bit. And then I was trying to think, well, for him, let's let's take for a moment a very split second, Chris, that, that he's in there for the right reasons. Let's ignore the fact that he's got 15,000 followers on his Instagram and assume he's in there for the right reasons. Then he isn't fucking about, is he? He's not on Love Island. He's not trying to just be on there to have a bit of fun. If he is going to do something, you know, it, it could be that he just wants something serious and then he's sort of thinking, you know, it is serious and then he thinks, oh, maybe I'm going to be messed around again. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they'll get over it. Um, but I, you mentioned about April and I'd seen that she'd been on The Bachelor as well. Chris, she's got 25,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, I'm not really having it that this this couple are in there for you know for an actual marriage. So I, I think they're both in there for the profile. Both look great, look quite good together. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not having it. This couple will not work for me. No, that's my early prediction. Well, we'll see. They will see. And then as we go into um, the episode four, and I agree with you. I thought this has been a great episode a couple of people on our facebook page are like well i'm not feeling it and i was like no this is for me this is just dropping the crumbs and the and the insecurities are there <laughs> i think the casting at the moment it's from what we've seen 
looks bang on, Dave. This looks like when we get to the dinner parties, there's going to be some heat, and that's that's all we can ask on this show. That's what you want. The dinner parties are what make or break this show more than anything. So, um, yeah, let's let's see. But we get oh, Dave, I thought of you straight away. So we get <laughs> Lara and Richie. Richie's <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. You know, I actually looked at Richie and looked at his whole backstory. So. Lara's uh, been divorced. She's a dancer. She, unfortunately, she's working in a... Well, unfortunately, but she's working in a burger joint. That's a bad choice of words. Apologies, guys. But, uh, you know, she's obviously had this lifestyle. She said she didn't sign a prenup and basically got hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. So she didn't get anything. We don't know the backstory on that. Uh, but then Richie was in a band called Dare, which actually, Dave, Sir Brian Cox was in as well. You know, the um, scientist now who's... So yeah, 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 Dream. So Richie was in that band. He was the backing vocals and rhythm guitarist. You could see him playing the guitar. He's got the haircut. It looks, you know, he looked very good on the guitar from that little segment. But he was in the band from 91 to 2014. And they toured a lot. Obviously, they weren't, they were more a, a touring band where he made his money. But he left like eight years ago. So he was... A friend of Brian Cox, there's a, still a variation of Dare going from Oldham originally, Dave, even though he said he lives in Sheffield. He says I'm from Manchester. So I was quite interested, but then I, I thought of you and our favourite fucking comedy show. <laughs> when... Yes, when, when, when they get married and obviously her son's there and she's obviously been hurt and that and he, Lara's been hurt and he's he's given him the whole nine yards. But then it comes to the point where I'm thinking, they've got this right here. She wanted an indie rocker, didn't she, which is so random, but she wanted that. Her son comes over, he plays bass. He's talking about like the, the figure there having a bit of a thing together. He has a go at him at one point when he says about his mum being on a leash. And he went, I don't mean she's a dog, you know. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what? Terrible choice of words. But then they get this thing, but when they get on their own and he says, just hang on a second. I was watching it with Sam and I cringed behind Sam's back and went, Fuck me, he's gonna get a guitar, isn't he? And I thought you stay away and I sent you the David Brent fucking thing with Gareth. He's gonna get a guitar. I was my toes were fucking curling at that point, Dave. It was terrible. And it did obviously remind you of David Brent, but as well, I don't know if you've seen the second in between us movie. Yes. But there's a there's a scene in there as well where he just gets the guitar and he starts singing. I think um, I think the girl around the campfire had said something like, oh, if anyone could play the guitar and sing, I'd sleep with them right now. So all he gets is grabs the guitar and starts singing like, but the other lads are watching him going, I can't stop watching it. What's happening? <laughs> so it did just, it reminded me of that as well. But I don't know, Chris, you know what? I, I was actually thinking when uh, Richie was on screen there, I was thinking all those years back to our conversation when we were watching a, a warm-up band, we were waiting to go on, and you were talking about you were going to drop out at some point, you know, you know, certainly before you were 40. And I think I think the words were something like, there's nothing sadder than an old fucking rocker. <laughs> <laughs> and up to that point, I'd been thinking, you know, I'm going to always be in bands because, you know, I just love it and everything, but... I mean, this this band that we were watching were well, probably as old as we are now. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably 
on the other side of 50, weren't they? Yeah. And, and, you know, it really made me think and, and definitely influenced me. And uh, I don't know. When, you know, fair play to Richie, you know, for all the stuff that he's done in the past. But I don't know, just the way he had the leather jacket there and stuff. And, you know, it's... His reaction to to her saying about him having uh, her having kids, he's like, oh, that's, that's quite a lot to take on that, you know. And I'm like, you're fucking nearly fifty, mate. Yeah. What do you actually expect? Do you, do you expect? Oh, fucking hell, is it? Is he is he Leonardo DiCaprio, Chris? Yeah. He fucking ditches everyone at twenty five. You know, I I don't know. I, I'm not really feeling Richie, even though there's that kind of link with the music in that I, I just feel like he's he, he's not actually he's a bit of a peter pan uh you know he's, he's not actually wanting to grow up yeah i think so the hair says it all day because everyone in his family is bald and he's got perfectly brown long shoulder length hair pretty much <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of a suspect there's just nothing wrong with that because i've I said before quite oh, why'd i be done if i could but uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. The Peter Pan thing, when someone's still dying the hair at 50 is a bloke, Dave. There's some issues going on there. So so that like growing old gracefully thing, unfortunately, gets to all of us. But I do think you're right. And I always, I always feel bad about saying that to you. But having tried to go back in the band recently and, and tried it just before Christmas unsuccessfully, one, because I didn't think my voice was there, and two, all the same shit was there that I'd left behind 12 years ago, like the little niggles and the moans and you were pissing yourself saying you've got to ring me and tell me like what's going on in the band is it, is, is it the same and it enough has changed and i love doing podcasting i was never going to give up podcasting but there was just that little itch of like do i want to do this again and i'd rather be fucking doing this all day long dave so fair play to people who do it you know you've got the rolling stones and that we weren't anywhere near that level you know by any facet i'm not trying to put myself up there but it just wasn't for me, and I just felt like I got out at the right time. So watching someone do it, make a career and earning money, it's fantastic, and the royalties keep coming. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Richie's going to be more of a problem, and I think Lara's going to fall for him. She's going to go all in on him, Dave, and I think it's going to be a, a, a hell of a, a, a fall for her, unfortunately. Do you think? I, I don't know. I, I'm interested where this couple go. I just, I, I think with the kids and stuff, with the, um, yeah, I, I, I want to say, again, quote unquote, I'm going to use the fingers, rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. I just don't know how compatible they're going to be. So, I, I, well, I'm not rock solid on that one. I can be, uh, I'm open to the fact that they could work more in the future. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I think before I, I, I met you with whatever, I mean, look, if you play drums or bass at a decent enough standard, getting in a band in Manchester is fucking easy. Yeah. And before I met you guys and, and we sort of clicked, I had played in an audition for a few different bands. And one I remember quite, quite clearly because we were playing a bit of stereophonics. And so, you know, it, it, musically it was all fine, but the guys were, again... 15, 20 years older than me at the time. <laughs> and so they were very, very keen to have me in the band. And they were saying, like, you know, you, you just, usually if you audition, they'll give you, like, two or three songs to, to learn, and then, you know, you come down, have a bit of a jam with them and see how it goes. And I remember this guy saying to me, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we, we play the covers, but then we, 
we write our own as well, and we chuck a, the odd one of our own in. <laughs> I, I didn't say it, but my face probably did, Chris. As you know, I don't have yeah. a poker face, but I'm thinking, why? You're going to break through. I gave myself up to 30. I was like, you know what? If I haven't made it by 30 with original stuff, then that's it. You know, I remember the, t- the time that I kind of stepped out, you had bands like uh, McFly and Busted coming through, and it's like, you know, these young kids who were fucking brilliant musicians as well, and that, that was it, that was it for me. I was like, right, I'm out. <laughs> you yeah. know, if I haven't made it by now, I'm not going to make it. But you got these guys, and, and part of me admires them, but part of me thinks, you know, you're fucking deluded. You're like 50, and you're like, oh, yeah, we just need to write that one big hit. <laughs> you know, we get signed to a record label. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't work, Dave. It doesn't work. But anyway, Dave, no. I was laughing when he did say, I got what I ordered, because that was a line we got in the Aussie yeah. one. Again, like he's ordering a fucking bag yeah, of sweets. Morag, well, more sorry, Morag as well, yeah. You know, like he's ordered a fucking some off Amazon or something. It was a ridiculous comment from Richie. So I think that's where I am. But I've, I've got to say, Dave, one of the most intriguing couples in our last couple of this week was Jess and PJ. Now, both Harry Potter fans, Jess has explained that, she, you know, she's been hurt. Uh, they, you know, she, she's all in. She wants someone who likes Harry Potter. She's got Harry Potter tattoos on, on her leg and that. PJ steps up. I thought he was sound as a pound. I really like PJ, Dave. Really, really good guy. And he's panicking and this whole thing that he's a dancer, you know, he's a stripper. He's obviously like a Magic Mike, uh, Thunderford Down Under, whatever it is, you know, the um, Chippendales. It's something along them lines. It's not some guy with a fucking elastic band round his cock at some fucking working men's club. You know what I mean, Dave? It's not none of that shit. It's obviously... Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he's he's there. Like he's not. It's not what he does, and he obviously earns a lot of money. He's got a five year old son, which he was happy with. So when they meet, and he gets some flowers for her mum, and I'm thinking her mum looks a bit, you know, a bit of a, a firecracker. She's going to be defensive. She's going to be wanting to look out for her daughter. And then when it all goes down, and they do the nuptials, and it's the Harry Potter comments. They're both like, oh, my God, you know, and I'm thinking, I was smiling, thinking, brilliant. And PJ seems like such a top guy, Dave. And then it happened. He had to tell her, and I was fucking dying for him to tell her. And then she's like, oh, I want to go home. I'm not doing this. And, and then, But I wasn't too thingy about a mum because this, they didn't – I mean, he, he did word it as stripper – Instead of saying, I do dancing and explaining more, obviously it looks more dramatic for TV, but her mum just fucking went at him. And I thought, it was like, this isn't anything, to, it is to do with you, but let your daughter, as an adult, deal with it. Because I thought the way Jess dealt with it was like a little kid, Dave. She was like, oh, mum, mum. It's like, you're an adult, you're a 30-year-old woman. Whether you want to do this or not, I know this is a show. And again, I was also thinking fucking expert she's got security yeah. issues she's got real trust issues tell you what let's put him with someone who is so confident he gets his fucking chopper out of the fucking you know for his job dave you know what i mean it's just fucking unbelievable yeah <laughs> i was like she was telling as well like her ex-partner like she caught them 
with his stepmom. But this is proper, you know, experts are just fucking with them, couple, I think. You know, the, the, the experts don't think these will work. No. The experts just know. Massive trust issues. Guy who's got a bit of a taboo job. I actually think it's bullshit, you know. And I didn't like the mother for the way she behaved and how fucking judgmental she was. It's a fucking job. That's all it is. Yeah. But... <laughs> You just put these two together. You know, because you would think you've got to, there'd be certain people who would really react badly to that type of job. You know, whether it's male, female, whatever. And other people would just be okay with it. But she clearly wouldn't with the trust issues and everything. So that's why I think the the experts have got no kind of... no expectation that this couple is going to actually work. They're just going to make that some dynamite TV. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And look, Dave, I don't know how I'd react with something like that. If you got with someone and, and uh, you know, the lady says to me, like, you know, I'm a stripper, what what do you think? I, I don't know. You, you, until you're in that situation, I don't want to be judgmental and go, oh, yeah, you know, what's she moaning at or anything? I get it, Dave. I don't know how I'd react, so I can't be a hypocrite and just go all in and say, oh, she's overreacting. But I put the blame solely with the experts and the producers thinking, let's just fuck with Jess, really. Let's put her with her ideal guy who's got everything she wants in a guy, Harry Potter. You know, he's, he's, he's tall, dark and handsome. He's got a great body on him, everything. But let's just fuck with her and put probably the one thing as a job that she couldn't handle. And let's see how she reacts. And that's what they've done. So... We talk about duty of care. It's going to be fantastic for TV, but the poor girl is going to be going for a roller coaster for this whole series, I think. I think so as well. But let, let me ask you a different question, Chris. Like, again, I'm very aware at the minute this whole cost of living crisis that's coming up. And, you know, it's not just in the UK, is it? it's all around the world with the energy prices and everything. It's probably, if it was to go into a minimum wage job, He's going to be earning a fraction of what you can earn on the, the kind of dancing and stripping circuit. Yes. If you were single, and someone would actually pay, because I don't think they'd pay for me, but if, if they would pay for you, would you actually do it? If I needed the money, yeah. If I was single, Dave, and obviously... You've got to have the package as well, Dave. So that that's a, a I'd have to be a dirt diggler in it and carrying a little bit extra in my sock. Maybe maybe a footy sock or something. But but if I had that that you know that whole package, then yeah, without a doubt. Fucking, you can make a lot of money doing it. So you know, I don't personally get the whole stigma. Um, you know, so uh, but that's just me. But yes, I, I think it's going to be dynamite TV uh, because I don't think Jess is certainly not her mum uh, sees it that way. No, no, not at all. So Dave, thank you for today, mate. What a great first episode. Now, a little bit of news, guys. As we record this, I know I mentioned it a few times and you're all bored senseless, but I am off to Las Vegas in the next day or so. So 
Next week's episode is going to be slightly delayed. It'll be the week after, but you know, I will catch up on the four episodes because it's on Monday to Thursday in the UK. And then we'll have a, we'll do two episodes together and get back on track, or we'll do two separate episodes. We have a way our schedules work, Dave, and that. But I, I do apologise, everyone. But unfortunately, I've got to go and gamble and spend a lot of money and get drunk every day, Dave. So there's just nothing I can do. No, it's, I'm going to miss you. Um, but you know, I, I'm also jealous and happy for you as well that uh, you're going to be going over. It's been a few years now, hasn't it? Yeah. And I love the place myself. I, I just, you know, wish I was going as well. But uh, now you're going to have an amazing time. Oh, thanks, mate. And also, any of our great followers, if you want to, you know, divvy up two tickets for me and Dave to go and enjoy ourselves and podcast from Las Vegas, <laughs> you know. CDRealityCast at gmail.com. Come and speak to us. You know? <laughs> yeah, Christmas party, Dave. So, yeah, let's. It could, be, it could be live episodes straight from Vegas. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, big thank you, guys. If you want to email us, I've just said it CDRealityCast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at CDRealityCast. And as always, our roll call of honor is over on patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. You're going to follow us a little bit more. We have a new Patreon, Dave. We have the wonderful Cassie as well. So welcome, Cassie. Thank you for supporting us. We have Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, looking at the green and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. Again, your support is unbelievable. Really, really good. That's awesome, mate. Well, you know what? I, I don't like these first weeks. I think you get the weddings out of the way. There's not much drama. But I have to say, Chris, it does promise. With this cast, I am in already. I'm not usually in on week one, but I can't wait for this lot. So uh, roll on week two. And you, sir, have a great time in Vegas. So thanks to everyone out there for listening as well. I'm going to speak to you next time. Bye.